feel as though, yeah, I feel like our business kind of, um, it's definitely something that I've always saw myself being and doing. I did graduate with a degree in sociology, study people in the environment. So, and I guess with that being said, I've always wanted to be someone that helped other people because I could have went into social work or everything else. This is the first time, you know, I went from a personal trainer to being doing what we're doing now. Welcome back to another episode of Traffic Sales and Profits Show. My name is Lamar Tyler. I'm your host. And today we have a, a special conversation. Um, and I think it's going to shift your mindset around the way you think about what's possible, the way you think about where you can go and where your life can lead um, with, right, an amazing friend of mine trying to guys who has has done like, you live an amazing life. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. And I want to get into that. Can we get in that a little bit today? Yes. All right. Absolutely. So, so... Let's start with this, um, your childhood. Okay. That's a little bit different than most, right? Yeah. Can we dig into that? Yeah. All right. I, what I mean, that look? how far you want to go. Hey, let's go. I mean, I grew up. Go as far as you want to. Oh, my goodness. I, I grew up in a situation where my mom was abused by my father from the jump street. I remember um, some of the stories she would tell me. One of the first stories that she told me was um, she was, uh, she was, she, I, I was only maybe like six months old. Uh -huh. And she had just laid me down on the bed and she saw blood dripping on me. And the blood that she saw dripping on me, she thought it was me. So she was looking, looking. And then she turns, she realizes when she turns around, it was him. He was pointing at her with a gun. Uh -huh. And the blood was her blood from him uh, shooting her. And uh, he shot her through her, her clavicle area, but she was fine. And she's, you know, and that's that's how deep it goes uh -huh. from history on. And she was holding you at that. Yeah, she was holding. Time she so in other words, it could have been me. Correct. It was on. Yeah. The, I was on the same side as the gunshot, and that's how you know. For me, I look at that as though this is how I know I was meant to be on this on this earth as I am now, because if I wasn't, I would have been gone yeah. when he shot her. Because she a, just laid for you, the right. for your life. Yes, absolutely. Mm. So that's the first of it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for going that. Thank you for being authentic and transparent mm -hmm. on the Travis Sales and Profit Show. Mm -hmm. So that's when you were infant. Yeah. Right? Um, your early childhood. Like what does what does that look like? Oh, you know, my mom stayed with my dad for about seven more years after that. Wow. And he was still very abusive. Um, none none to say, but she did wind up getting remarried, et cetera. And she got a divorce from him. And when she got the divorce, it was one of the her move for who she was, finally. Um, which I mean, I'm, I commend her for finally making her mind up to come out of something where it could have been wor worse than what it was. Um, you know, long story short, now I'm about to move over into my high school. I was a kid that had uh, scholarships. I was a kid that um, had uh, all kinds of people looking at me. I was student council key club, class president. When my mom remarried, she remarried to a man that, a man that basically, um, uh, he was still trying to learn his life. And I, they wanted to move to California and I decided to move with them. Mind you, I had all these great things coming, you know, going on in my life, like mm -hmm. scholar people looking at me and everything else. That, yeah, and where was this at? What state oh, was this in? Terrell, Texas. Terrell, Texas, okay. Yeah. So from Texas to California, they wanted to make it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And when they wanted to make that move to California, what happened then was um, we wound up becoming homeless. Cause at that time we wasn't homeless, but. Mm -hmm. I wound up 
moving for love, my mom. I had people that was willing to take me. My coaches were like, no, don't take her. She, uh, she's one of our star athletes. I, you know, I was captain of the, every, I was a great student, you know, advanced placement courses, everything. You know, I like, don't take her. She's great. So academic sport. I was doing it all, man. Clubs, all, all of all this. Nothing. I was everything like there. Everybody who knows me now, when I go back to that little town, they know me and they see me, you know, they like, oh my gosh, Sean, you don't, you don't, you don't look, you know, you still look the same or they all remember me, you know? Um, so I'm, 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 I guess you could say I was like, I was known. And then when I, we moved to California, I, I was not known. And I remember um, on my first, one of my first days of school, getting dressed in back of the U-Haul and this is in high school. And um, I remember like going to the back of the U-Haul and, and um, like at that time that we had, we did such a quick move. We had just thrown everything in bags and we kept stuff in dressers and drawers and stuff like that. So I remember like um, going in back of the U-Haul to get dressed. So we had jugs of water and we knew where the towels were because of where everything was inside of that U-Haul. And so I remember pulling clothes out of my, my drawers and getting dressed to go to school. Um, I remember my parents picking me up to take me back to the homeless shelter that they had found that day. So um, I wound up graduating. Fast forward, I graduated high school out of a homeless shelter. We migrated on and off, not on and off, but throughout. You know, in, in California, you can only stay at certain homeless shelters for 30 days at a time. And so we wind up migrating all over. Um, now, when the, let me ask you this if you remember. Mm -hmm. When the move from Texas to California happened, um, was it like, hey, we're going and just hoping something happens? Or was it like, hey, we got a plan for something happening, that plan kind of fell out? Like, like what, what happened? Mm -mm. It was a plan of him going to see his sister, so my stepfather, and he had his his sister live there, and um, we didn't know she was on drugs, and he wound up getting on drugs too. So I'm telling y'all, I'm y'all know I have a whole plethora of conversation, but I really I'm trying to limit it. I know we have sure. a limited amount of time, but yeah, um, he wants she he we go down there, and she was on drugs, and she wants to steal a lot of our stuff out of the U-Hauls when we finally when we were there that first time um we were we stayed in california but when we went to that particular home she uh stole a lot of things and that's when we had to migrate more or less to those shelters and finding school and all that kind of thing but yeah we were supposed to be staying with her and it didn't quite work out the right way okay so i got, I got a question i want to i want to uh put a pin in that we're gonna come forward and then we're gonna go back okay today uh -huh. right you and your husband brad who's been a guest of the show mm -hmm before uh, running multiple seven-figure yeah. business around home health care, mm -hmm. where like a part of that business is actually serving people. Yes. Do you, and it, I, don't, I don't know if it does or not, um, but does your background um, help you? Does it feed into, does it move you towards this? Because like you literally have a business that's around serving people yeah, now. Yeah, you do. And helping people that are in need in different ways. I mean, you think it's a connection between those two? Do I? I feel as though, yeah, I feel like our business kind of, um, it's definitely something that I've always saw myself being and doing. I did graduate with a degree in sociology, okay. study people in the environment. So, and I guess with that being said, I've always wanted to be someone that helped other people because I could have went into social work or anything else. Mm -hmm. This is the first time, you know, I went from personal trainer to being doing what we're doing now. And it could very well have a little bit to do with that. You know, um, me knowing the uh, my husband I like I am logistics wise I do a lot of that and you know we kind of we work really well with each other and and yeah I think 
It could have a little bit to do with that. Okay. It did bit. Okay. I'm just, I was curious. I was curious. All right. So, so we're going back. Um, so now you're going to college. Um, college in California? Mm-hmm. What? I, up, I did wind up finishing school in California. Okay. Yeah. And you said sociology? Yes, sir. Okay. So we're doing that. At this point, um, if you could take me back, for you, like, what's, is it still like, is it now kind of settled in, like life settling a little bit more? Is it not? Is it like, okay, I, I feel like I'm about to be doing my own thing? Well, what, is, what does that part look like to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't trying to tell you everything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hmm. This is me like my, nah, it was still running this course. But I always knew everything was temporary. Okay. Everything that has ever happened to me, I knew that it was a temporary state of being. It was never supposed to be something that was permanent. And the way I run through it was, I mean, even coming here to Atlanta, I'm pushing my stuff even further until I know that's not where you asked to be. No, we're good. But Come on. I, I'm, I came here to Atlanta with freaking $25 in my pocket. Didn't know nobody was running up. And I, I was like, I had this dude, I was quote unquote doing a little modeling, you know, I was cute back when. And then I was, um, when I was doing this modeling, this guy was running my website. So when I get to the, uh, when I get here to Atlanta, I wind up not, um, I didn't, I lived in and out of my truck um, that I bought for maybe a thousand bucks in Texas and drove down here. And when I got here, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have anything and nobody would ever knew that, knew that nobody knew it because I never talked about it. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, what goes on in your life, that's not everybody's business, especially for those people who don't mean the best for you or for those people who don't, can't resonate to your degree of understanding at that point. Okay. So I didn't, nobody ever knew I had that situation going on. Um, what's funny is that my, my mother-in-law, she said, I never knew Charlie was this, this, and this because of the book she wanted up hearing going to my signing or whatever, and she got to see everything. So mm. she didn't even know. But I didn't even talk, I didn't talk about my life like that. And um, yeah, I came here and same thing, nothing, I'm not living to the degree of which I knew I was, I always knew I was going to be a million and you couldn't tell me different. Uh, that part I did know. And that's just uh, a matter of when. What, what was it about it? Or was it, was the specific thing about it that let you know that, hey, whatever I'm going through right now is just temporary? Because a lot of people go through things, but I don't think they see it as that way. They see it as like, hey, I'm stuck here, this is my station in life. Like, what was it that allowed you to say, hey, this is just a temporary situation and this is not what my outcome is going to be? Oh gosh, well that had to do with me questioning the Bible questioning things that I shouldn't be questioning. My grandma was, oh my, I don't know if I can cook, she was with my, <laughs> my grandma would tell me, she said, Chan, you can't be blasphemy in the Bible. You can't, you, you're not supposed to, to, to question what's in the word. But grandma, how can that man up in front of this church and that Bible? And I was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. She said, how can you question? How can you, how can you, <laughs> how can he tell me what I'm supposed to be in this book? I, I get it. Y'all go a lot of people that I couldn't relate to, to and I in this today I'm still very different with it. But either way, um, yeah, he I said, How can you how can you tell me that, that man up front and, and and this book can tell me how I feel? Because what he's saying to me is not the way I feel. I feel like this is there's more out there in this world that I'm supposed to be doing and I don't feel like if I do this I'm gonna go to hell. I didn't feel and that's what I would I always she would, I'm telling you she was on my ass all the time. I was gonna say that could have been real popular with your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> she was low. She was on me all the time about it, but you know, I, at that age, I was already questioning. I had been questioning it, and I was considered to be what um a lot of people considered like crazy. But they call Jesus Jesus crazy as well. I do look at some parables in in the Bible as a relation as it relates to my life and how 
as a humans and as, as spiritual beings, how we should be the same way. But yeah, at the age of eight, you know, I've, I've been questioning that. And I kept that mentality as I went through the things and the phases in my life. Okay. So you talk about, you come to Atlanta, mm-hmm. at some point you become a personal trainer. Yeah. You mentioned. Yeah. Uh, when you become a personal trainer, was that, was that your first um, attempt at uh, being an entrepreneur? Yes. Well, okay. So that, that happened was when I came here, like I said, I didn't have anything. And I remember getting my first real paying job as a personal trainer. It was like, oh, I got a salary paying job. <laughs> I went in there and made some sales for, um, I made sales for, um, uh, for, this, for one of the fitness companies. And I was like, nobody comes in here and makes sales. And I was like, yeah. I came in there and I was busting. I was just going at it. Sell, 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 sell. And they made me a GM. Mm. But a personal training department within two weeks. So that was my first real paying job. When I was in Texas, I tried for the same position. They would not give it to me. They told me I have enough experience, even though I had my license and I mean my certification in personal training at the yeah. time. And all these things. She said, you're overqualified, blah, 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 but you don't have enough experience. And so anyway, I came here and got my first real paying job. Mind you, I was still living in and out of my truck and I had his room of the, when we go back to that guy who had this website, Correct. his his friend had a room. And so that's why I wind up staying until I got my first um, apartment on my own and everything else, and, you know, and yeah. All right, so you get the position, yeah. you're the GM. Yeah. All right, GM, so you're doing something that you, I'm assuming most people do fitness and love it. Oh yeah. So you're doing something that you love, you enjoy, and you get paid for it for the first time mm-hmm. where all those things come together. Um, how do we get from there to launching and starting a home health care business? Oh gosh, that's, that has to do with my husband. <laughs> I to do with him. All right, so when we got from there, uh, all right, so, well, all right, so I met my husband walking the street, right? I was walking the street. I hadn't been here no longer than like a week. Okay. And I met him for the first time. We walked down the street, and he jumps out of his car and gives me a card and says, I love your smile. Just gave the business card. The old kind of stuff. Fair old business card. Wow, that big week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, and I called him the next day. And so when I called him the next day, he winds up uh, talking to me, telling me, oh, you're not supposed to call people the next day. You know, you're supposed to, it's a, it's a three-way rule. I said, what is that? I don't know what no three-way wait rule is, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so anyway, I called him. And we wind up not really talking for a whole year. Wow. And so I wind up, um, you know, calling him when I was able to get my mind right. I'm like, if, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm a very... Uh, spiritual and a prayer a person of like to make sure my thoughts are where I need for them to be before I start anything brand new. And for some other reason with him, I kind of knew that I wanted to have a relationship more in depth with him. Okay. And and that's kind of what happened. And the flow went like it needed to go. After about a year, I wind up calling him, and he winds up. Um, we wind up, gosh, being with each other for uh, forever. And then two years in a relationship before we even got past before we got to that point but two years in the relationship he was a start in this business and I guess you know from that point he was like he was needing some help and he was struggling and and I was like well let me take all health care yes this the home this whole healthcare business and wind up um looking in uh looking at the uh looking at the policies procedures understanding it he didn't quite understand how to do all this stuff but I did and so I understood it and that from there that's what happened Mm, that's good. I, one of the things that stuck out to me as you were saying that is the fact that a lot of times somebody can be the right person, mm-hmm. but it can be the right person at the wrong time. 
Yeah. And I love how you talked about like, hey, you know, we kind of waited for, you know, like a year or so Absolutely. time span. Because I think sometimes when people come into our lives, we may um, get so excited and rush the situation, right? Or, or being a, 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 a lack mindset or thing around scarcity that, hey, you know what, I have to make this jump in this decision now to seem like a great person, but they may not be there later. But I just want to kind of, you know, pause that like for a second that, and talk yeah. about the fact that, hey, you know, whatever it was, you know, you took your time in that process. And, and do you think, do you think if you wouldn't have took your time, y'all would have ended up in the same place you I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. As much as I say, I feel like everything happens as it's supposed to. Meaning like we're not supposed to, if you feel it in your gut and it's what resonates with you as, a, as in that moment, Either you choose to move forward with it or you choose to move forward and take a step back. Mm. I chose to move forward by taking a step back because I was not ready mentally. I had things in my head that I needed to establish and fix. And furthermore, I didn't want to put no one else on top of that stuff that I had going on. And so I was just kind of like, let me, because at that time when he met me, I was still trying to figure out what I was doing with myself. Because that time I, you know, I, oh my gosh, like, um, a lot of the stuff that was in Texas followed me here. Mm -hmm. And so I really had to figure out where I wanted to be here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And it took a year to do so. I love, kind of like that personal development piece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before you start bringing other people into your, yes. and I, your yeah. circle, kind of really was working on self. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember that whole thing where I was talking to you about how me getting my first, how I wound up getting my first apartment and my first real paying job. All of that happened before I met, a while, during that time frame of not speaking with Brad. Mm, oh, my okay. husband at the time. So all that stuff was going on. And <laughs> yeah, I told y'all, well, I had a lot of energy, a lot of things that are going on. I wind up, this is how crazy it was in Atlanta. I wind up coming here and get proposed to two times of people. And this is during a year of not knowing my husband. Wow. I knew these people, but I did not want to further their relationships with these other people because we just, you know, it is what it is. But I didn't want, I didn't, I knew what I didn't want and that was not them. It was this guy I don't even know. For some reason, I wanted to wait. Um, so, so, um, he starts the business. Mm -hmm. He needs help and assistance. You, you come in to a waffle. Mm -hmm. Now, I would imagine, you see, kind of what needed help was kind of like the you said, systems processes, like that type of piece. In home health care, I would imagine that's extremely important. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's important for any kind of business, but that seems like I would I would think and correct me wrong. It's probably a lot of paperwork. It it's is. probably a lot of regulation. It is. It's a lot of different things. So when y'all when you come in, does the business like like how does that change the business? And oh, two questions: How did it change the business? How did it change our relationship? Okay, well, <laughs> it changed the business for more of a. Uh, it made it be more productive and more um, more progression, more or less. And he winds up. Uh, yeah, we. We wind up, this, that was the first business I helped, we worked with, I worked okay. with him on. This, this is the first, I mean, that was the first business I worked with him on. Okay. This business that we're the most successful is the one that I'm working with him now. Okay. We're success, we were, we were um, the business that he was working, that, that I helped him grow then, I helped him grow, and I'll tell him that all day long. Like, I, <laughs> if it wasn't for me, I don't know where it would have been, the first business. So it was like, the first business was, um, it was a, um, it was health, it was in healthcare, but it was putting people inside of home health, uh, you know, inside of homes. Okay. And so we basically uh, was doing that, and that's where it started right there. And putting that, employees inside of homes or putting individuals. Okay, and individuals and employees. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that business winds up um, eventually going down after about 
I want to say four or five years. But long story short, yeah, we we wind up uh, making that business a, a multi-million dollar business or million dollar business plus two. Okay. That's the first one. Now, awesome. the second one, yeah. which is the home health care agency that we have for staffing individuals with special needs or that are medically fragile, kids under the age of 21, we wind up making that some a multi-million dollar business. And that one is the one where I told I always told him this. I said, when you finally wind up making when when the head of the head of the business makes things right, meaning like we finally got married, everything else is gonna be all right. And that's what happens. You know? There we go. And so that that ten year, like eight year mark when finally wind up getting married, you know, business was we we didn't know I was gonna pay for our uh, weddings or anything like that. And we wanted to pay for our wedding after eight uh after being together for eight years. We had to make sure the business was gonna be good though. And we did it. So I love it. How did that, oh, anyways, did beginning to work together change your relationship? Not at all. Okay. That's good. It did not, it didn't change it because in the way we worked together, we fell into each other's, in the, to the role of whatever that is. Like if he was doing hiring or interviewing and all that, and that was a problem, and I felt like it wasn't great, I said, hey, babe, let me take that for you, and I'll move it onto my plate. And so we we worked how we needed to work. Like he he's great at Excel sheets, and he's great at making, um, uh, payroll and doing all those things like the very that kind of meticulous me I'm good at every all the other stuff you know the hiring and the uh, marketing and all that yeah. so I mean, it's just with the um, a lot of times with couples and especially uh, men I hate to say the thing about men but dudes dudes be <laughs> dudes right so we know this uh, a lot of times when you say hey babe let me take that thing a lot of times like fellas we got ego yeah you do uh, <laughs> and it's like I got this or I'm alright or you know straight um, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff. Oh. Hopefully Ronnie don't watch it. I don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, but um, at any times, whether it's like ego, from either one of you, right, that like you had to kind of, you know, move out of the way and let the other person manage it because they was better, not really. Not really, because babe, without, he, he, okay. He's <laughs> trying to give it up. He's like, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. He's one of those guys where I, I love, what I love about him is the fact that he, he's so easy to where he's like, if I could be a stay-at-home husband, I would be. He's not worried about that too much. Yeah. Awesome. He loves having fun, living life. Good stuff. What do you love the most about y'all running that business together? The business you have now. What I love most? Yep. Is that I'm running it with my best friend. Yeah. It's really this similar. It's like a symbolic for me. Like I always wanted someone when I was talking about that whole temporary thing. Yeah, I, went, I always wanted someone that I could. Um, build a relationship with. And remember I told you those other people wasn't it. That's right. pretty much what it had to do with. I wanted someone that was where I was, met me at the same page, on the same page in that moment. My baby didn't have much of nothing. There was times when, oh gosh, when he couldn't pay for McDonald's. And I had to pop up and pay for my look. You know, he, he was, I knew, but I saw his potential in him to be better and to do more. So, yeah, I, you know, I, it didn't change us, it made us, and then the thing for me, like I said, really, I really love about it is that it's my friend. He's my friend, you know? Right. My buddy, my homie. I don't like what you're doing today. Okay, what we gonna do to do, you know, what we gonna do to fix it, you know? So. God, love it. Great stuff, great stuff. All right, so you got this business, it uh, it takes off. Or the first business you grow it, right? Mm -hmm. um, they close up and they'll start the new one and it, and it takes off. What's the future for y'all? Like, what's the vision in the company and the business? What's the future? Like what? Like we're gonna be successful? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. Anybody you couldn't tell us different. Mm -hmm. 
That's what I'm saying. It's like, man, when you get your best friend, when you meet your partner, when you meet your person, can't nobody, he's the same page I'm on. He, no one could tell us that it was going to be a failure because we already knew what we were able to do the first time. And we really wasn't like we are at this moment, connected by a real thing in my head. Like a lot of people look at marriages, though, it's not supposed to uh, determine it. But for me, it made a difference. Yeah. And I feel like the more, the fact that you are able to give me that part of you, to give me that that energy that you have, your last name, give that to me, and we can do this together. You have now validated to me that you want us to grow this future, grow this this thing, this business. You wanted us to make it right, make it a certain way. One of the things Ryan and I talk about a lot is that uh, if you get on the same page and be in business with your spouse, how special it is, right? We always say it's like it's not like addition, like I'm adding one extra person, but it's like exponential increase. It is. Because you got yeah. two people, and, and what makes this so special is there's two people with the same goal. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you could have a great business partner, but their internal or personal goals may be totally different than you. Yep. And theoretically, right, you and your spouse should have like the same goals for your family, mm-hmm. for your future. So you work with somebody all the way through that channel, um, which allows you to achieve things much faster, which allows you to achieve, thing, achieve things on a greater scale as well. It, and it does, it really does. That's what I'm talking about. Like when we first had that other business, we weren't there. But that second one, when we decided to establish to make it a husband and wife situation, I just, I just really did. It just, boom. What's the number one question that y'all get from other couples about working together? Because I'm sure they ask y'all about working together. Uh, I mean, how do you do it? What, what is the, what is the most important thing that makes your relationship uh, progressive or make, make it good? What, what, what makes it work mm-hmm. when you're working with the other person, with your partner or whatever? And the thing for us, it was always communication. Like I said, if we don't like it, I don't like it. I'm saying, baby, can I, I need to, whatever that is. And, you know, we'll talk about it and move forward. You know, I love it. listening. Um, and, not, and, and another thing is looking at the person's heart instead of looking at and taking, their, taking what they're saying as being personable. Do that in business as well when it comes to you working with your partner and you'd be amazed how much of a difference it makes. Seeing them like I know that I know he didn't just snap at me even though he had a bad day. He was having a bad day. He didn't just snap at me. Oh, I know it's hard. He didn't mean to do it. Assuming the good. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times like we just automatically yeah. and, and this part could be this could be in relationships. That's what I'm saying. It was romantic, <laughs> but it could be what what you know, with our families, it could be with our friends, right? My boys or your girls, it could be with our coworkers. A lot of times we just instantly go to the worst and the negative thought. I love what you said, like really looking at, okay, this is out of character, right? Yeah. Um, and assuming the best, right? right? And then, then giving grace, it sounds like, too. Yep, giving grace. And the thing is, like, a lot of times you'll realize, what you what people don't realize is that you already applying this to your homeboys or yeah, your homegirl. Exactly. You're already applying it to them. You're already selling them that, oh, um, if they do something messed up, you're not, you're quickly to forgive them or you're quickly to be like, ah, uh, they, 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 you know, they didn't mean it. But with your spouse, or with someone that's in your family or whatever, yeah. you are quick to call them, you know, all, all, oh, oh, they know better. Nah, they're the same being like your buddy, your best friend, same thing, uh-huh. exact same thing. But we sometimes forget we we don't separate the two. Yeah. Are we separating the two and not realizing we're doing that? Yeah, just coming too comfortable with the people mm-hmm. that's closest to us. Mm-hmm. The hardest part about building a seven-figure, multiple seven-figure company. What's, what, the, what's the yeah? What's the hardest part of it, or the or the thing that that <laughs> uh, 
if anything keeps y'all up at night, or at least it's been like a thing you had to overcome. That's the thing, man. I'm telling you, it was easy. easy. When I say that, because it's easy with him. It was easy with my partner. Because we listened to each other. We spoke on the things that we needed to speak on. We didn't allow things to take us to a situation or, or take us under because of what was not going. When we first started the business, neither one of us had what we needed to, what we needed to, what we needed to have, quote unquote. And we made things work. We stayed in our range. We stayed in our budget. We stayed where we need to, you know, wherever that was. We didn't make it. It was never like living out of our means. And so the hardest part about building a seven-figure business for me is I really have to think about that because I don't, mm. I hate to say that because it's not helping people, mm. but I would say the hardest part maybe is is me giving up uh, uh, responsibilities. Mm. That was the hardest part for me because when we became that, of, of course we had more clients, of course we had more employees. Mm. And for me just giving up my regular everyday duties was the hardest part for me. That what? I mean, why though? Was it was it um, being able to trust that somebody else was going to do it the way you did it? Was it them? That's exactly seven? what it was. Knowing that it was going to be handled the same. Because remember, this is our baby. This is our baby we created together. And by it being our baby that we created together, just like anything, it didn't learn how to walk. Now it's doing its own thing. It's talking and everything. It's producing <laughs> dollars and, and making us feel like we are the best parents in the world. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. And now that you now that it has now um, got to that point, you know, I was like, oh, no, you're going to still take care of my baby the same way I'm going to take care of my baby. Is she going to talk to you or he going to talk to me the same way he talks to us or she talks to us? So Good. Good. I love it. Um, before we wrap, I wanted to make sure we talked about your book because you wrote a book as well. Tell oh, me about yeah. the book. Oh, Affirmations for You by You. It's based on the affirmation book where it's, um, and it's not really affirmation book. It's affirmations that you create based off of templates that are there. Um, and those are supposed to help you be able to uh, oh, so this is actual. You got some. When we get a hold of. We need some work. We need got some work to do. It's not just we reading it, but we no, actually creating it. No, our lives. Uh, 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 I love. That's it. easy. I want you to think about it. I want you to do your own self uh, understanding. Like I want you to be able to to figure out what it is that you need because the book allows you to be able to write a whole three hundred and sixty five. You can write a whole year worth of affirmations if you want it with this book because it's templates. Yeah. And at the bottom of the book. I mean, of each page, there's money mantras mm. where you talk about you and money are friends. And, and, and I know people think that's crazy, but remember I told you, gee, that idea is crazy too. But mm. yeah, it's like, these are the things that helped me through it. Um, helped me get through the life that I had that was temporary that I told you about. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the book is basically meant to allow you to, if one month you want to, you want to focus on love, focus on love. One month you want to focus on success, focus on success. Whatever that is, whatever that, Whatever you want your journey to be affirming or you want it to affirm, that's what, you know, that's what it's there for. I did a whole 365 myself. I used my book to write 300 and I'm over now, like 370 different types of affirmations off the templates of this one book. I love it. And where can they get a hold of the book? Oh, uh, uh, MissGHI.com. Okay. MRSGHI.com. All right. MRSGHI.com to get a hold of the book. Mm -hmm. And also, if they just want to learn more about you and follow you, and uh, uh, follow you and Brad's journey. Uh, how can they get a hold of you and and the business as well? Uh, is um oh you want well, my app? You want uh, my Instagram? Yeah, Instagram oh. website. Which I want you for? Okay, well my Instagram is um mrs dot ghi. Grow heal inspire y'all. Grow heal inspire. So. Okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming in today. 
Um, and I want to tell you, right, think about this story. And I love how the fact that uh, she talked about like where she was in that moment didn't dictate where she was going and the life that she was going to live. And my main takeaway was how when things weren't perfect, they were temporary. Temporary. Oh, day long. Temporary. You are who you are. If you see yourself like this is the thing, like, like we look at law of attraction. Why are we looking at the law of resonation? Meaning like how we resonate with who we are as a person. And when you realize, like, I didn't grow up with millionaires, but I resonated on a page of that I knew I was going to be one. And so with that, it was like one of those things where I didn't, you know, it's, it's where, who are you is the question. All right. That's the question, y'all. Who are you? And I want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to log in. Don't forget to download, right? View, listen, share, and rate this everywhere possible. We'll see you next week. The Combo. Your home for conversations on black entrepreneurship and wealth. Available on your favorite platforms.